Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We just picked our next drama, Reply 1994. So this is something you would be interested in. Then it's the perfect time to come join us. You can find the link in our show notes. Just one word of caution. This caused a lot of angst way back when we were watching it live. So, um, but I'm, I was thinking it's been what 10 years and I yeah. might be okay with a rewatch now. That's that what I I'm thinking what too. Happened, and I don't have expectations. And the, the trauma has been distanced enough after 10 years yes. that I might be okay rewatching really? this. 10 years? It might be healing. I think I'm- so. Really? Because 2012 was eight, 1997, wasn't it? No, I didn't it? start. I didn't start watching dramas. Now I need to look it up. 20, yeah, I, say, I didn't looking, start I'm watching dramas until 2013, and this one was a couple of years after. 2013. That. That's when it came oh, out. Was it? Wow. It has yeah, been ten years. Ten years, ladies. Ten, ten so years. Have, so that was. I was watching that the first year I was watching dramas, and I watched because I watched 1997. And binged that because it had already aired. I did not get to watch yeah. that one live. And then 1994 came out. Oh, interesting. How yes. crazy is that? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to sit back insane. and watch how this all goes in the group watch because I, I'm interested to see how it all plays out. Oh, I'm and I'm not sure how many again. of them have watched it because a lot of our Discord are newer mm-hmm. drama fans. And so they have not had that that experience yes so we'll see Uh, if it repeats or if they have a different approach yeah Uh, it's gonna be fun in three years i'm gonna hit 20 years as a drama watcher oh my god that's crazy crazy. nuts and that means i started when i was three years old clearly (laughs) (laughs) well and we've all been like besties for over 10 years now which is also crazy Oh my gosh, no. almost it's been 10 years. How's it now? Yeah. Now, for some of us, it's, it's only been six. Hi. Drama Geek and I were, or Drama Geek, um, KU News and I were definitely watching Oh, yeah. 1994. We were definitely 1994 together and, and bonding over oh, it. Yeah, no. Yes. I didn't watch it with you guys. I know that. Okay. Then you yeah. were right after. So, because, oh. <laughs> uh. what, what was the name of the drama that Isong Gi is was in with Suzy? That was uh oh Gumiho. Uh, uh well, but that's the... I can't <laughs> my girlfriend is a Gumiho? My girlfriend. No, yes. no, 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 no. No, no it was it? the historical the, and it yeah, was the historical one. Oh, right. the Goo family book. Yes. There we go. Yes. Okay. So that is the first drama I ever watched live. Now we need to move on to what we're watching now. But while you guys are doing it, and let's talk about oh, the patient but before... the next topic. <laughs> But before real fast, I have to pimp our special Patreon announcement. We have a special announcement for our Patreon uh, supporters, our kimchi VVIPs, as we call them. (laughs) We are going to have a 
Patreon Appreciation Month. It's coming up. It's going to be in September and there's going to be so much extra content that we're going to be doing just for our patrons because we love them for supporting us. Some of them for what, two or three years now? How long have we been doing Patreon? It's been a while. It's been close to five years. Five years on Discord? Not the Discord. The Discord's been Patreon. Patreon. I mean, we did that right when we started the. Mm Yeah, so Podcast, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's been right. It's, so yeah, time. I guess, man, the years go by. So we <laughs> want to say thank you for all our loyal listeners and especially those that give us that little extra that we are able to pay for all of our um, stuff that we have to do to keep the podcast going. And what we're going to do is September, we're going to dedicate it to them. There's going to be a significantly extra amount of Patreon podcasts that are just special every week we'll have something probably some prize giveaways maybe an extra movie watch or something on discord but we're going to be doing a whole bunch of a lot of extra fun so if this is something you want to do and you want all this extra content be sure to go over check out our patreon links and join us now so you don't miss anything because it is going to be so much fun I'll and... bring back some special goodies from Korea because I'm going this summer. Oh, you are. You are. Yes. Yeah, she's going to Japan and Korea and we're all so jealous. And so yeah. there's going to be cool stuff. It's going to mm-hmm. be neat. Yeah. It'll be so, way fun. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. So come join us because then you it's the perfect time to join and you can get your feet wet in our discord and join all the fun content that we're going to be like putting out in the next little while. So. Yep. Yeah. So watch for a post soon with more details. Yep. Okay. All right. So today we're going to talk about what we're watching because we are so excited that so many good dramas have finally hit our screens because some of us were complaining in the early part of the year that there wasn't a lot to watch and the dramas were just kind of lackluster and things have turned around. So we're going to discuss them. Some of us think this has been one of the best years in many years (laughs) since and it's awesome and so I, to be it, fair, the awesomeness has just continued. There <laughs> have been a lot of Chinese dramas that have been really po- very popular, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have watched them in the first part of the year. I think that's been the the yeah. The it definitely though, kept right me now going. is that K dramas are, which also we we all I think we all have Chinese some Chinese dramas on our list as well. So mm-hmm. yep. good mix. it's it's a good year or it's yep. a good year for K-Muse drama watching. Let's- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So many serial killers and <laughs> and sexy fantasy shows. Right. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and it's Taylor a good year. Suits. And yes. Taylor yep. suits. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to do a round robin. And so we will talk. We'll say the name of the drama we're watching. Give a quick plot summary say why we started watching it, and then we'll convince the rest of you to watch us watch it with us. But first, we're going to do a lightning round because we just finished two amazing shows. So, Tale of the Nine-Tailed, yay or nay? 1938, yay. we should be very Yay, clear. yeah, 1938. Yes. I have, I have the last episode I was supposed to finish to this morning or last night, and that did not happen. So I have the last episode, but I still say yay, even though I haven't finished it, which is high praise. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fun. Absolutely. I'm a definite yay. Yay, 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 for sure. Yep. And we have full podcasts of both of these shows that we're discussing that we're saying yay or nay to. So go check those out if you want more info about them because 
um, we have stuff on those. So, yep, all the content. <laughs> yep. All right. So the second one is my perfect stranger. Yay or nay? Yay. hundred percent. Yay. 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 <laughs> yay. Okay, Muse, you want to kick things off? I'm going to, and I'm going to start with the show I started yesterday, and I'm already on episode five, even though I had goals to watch a lot more for the first impression <laughs> what we're watching. And that show is Bloodhounds. And I'm mm. so glad I started it when I was in a not stressed mindset because, oh my gosh, this is, show is intense mm. and it's so good. And uh, I totally recommend the visuals, the fighting sequences, the choreography, like just all of it is so good. But oh, the fighting choreography, it gives me shivers. It is so I was good. Say, I, if I was going to recommend it for anything, like the fighting choreography and I am I'm halfway through five. So we're technically right about the same place. Yeah. I think I'm almost done with five. It's one that I've had to kind of not binge all the way through and watch a little bit here and a little bit there just because it is a bit intense, but like they start with their boxing prowess and how good they are. And then their boxing fighting style kind of gets taken to the streets and then it follows the, you know, the rest of the show The they still fight with their fists when they're doing things. Now there are other people who um, have other talents that come into play and fight and everything. But these two guys, it's, both of them trained really hard, um, put on a lot of muscle mass to be able to portray so much muscle mass that Wu Do Wan had to have some abs CGI'd out for his other drama because he just looked <laughs> too buff <laughs> for the character he was playing. Fun fact. And that is so funny up. because he was shirtless a lot <laughs> in that drama. He like was. every episode, they had, they had, they had like... him taking his clothes off and I'm all like, it's whoa. True. And it was a historical. So it's like, right. they really yeah. were creative on getting his clothes off in this. Ah, <laughs> uh, just an attorney. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. I said, so, but he is, um, uh, he is very exceptional looking when he he fights. Like there are some times when you see one person fight a ton of people where you're like, okay, yeah, just unless they don't, ha unless they have a superpower, you're like, I just don't think it would play out. It that was way. so unique and so yeah. smooth. Yeah. And well, he did established that stuff, he... but just the way he knew how to take a hit. Right. Or avoid yeah. a hit. You know, that's, yes. that's the part of like, that's why it's, it, it just plays out really well. And they established that he is, has a really powerful liver hit. Like he, hits them in the side and it can knock people down with one hit because it hurts so bad. And he, he utilizes that quite a bit. And you've got these guys who aren't as good of fighters and he takes them out. And then when he teams up with the other guy, they make a really good team. And the girl like that, there's this one sequence where all three of them are fighting and they take out 30 people very believably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was so good. It's it so, was good. so good. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm also still. watching bloodhounds. Oh, are you? Um, <laughs> I am, but I'm not <laughs> on episode five yet. So, um, just as you said, the intensity level, I, um, normally I'll, I mean, most people know I binge if I can. Um, and this one I've just been watching little by little because you have to uh, be in a mindset. Yeah. Like it's definitely, I was even thinking of like similar shows and my name of course came up and yeah. you know we love the fighting in that one 
but also like man from nowhere it kind of yeah has that really intense fighting vibe that is very similar not quite as gory definitely this i would say this is the least gory out of the shows but just really good intense and, and it's such has gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Udo Juan to recommend it as well, right? I mean, come on. He looks <laughs> well, amazing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And his character, it's so interesting watching him play because I didn't watch all of his attorney one, but he was definitely the fast talker in that one. Very and charismatic. And this one is very slow and very deliberate on how he speaks. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a little very bit different. more introverted naive, you know, yeah introverted and like kind of naive in certain ways but and but very loyal and just kind of the other guy that he's paired up with talks a lot more than he does and he's just the heart like he's just a more quiet heart and it, it's interesting to see that dynamic between his two acting styles so well yeah. and I love seeing it's almost like two puppies who <laughs> are just like such good idealistic people but they right. can kick butt and right. usually you have the grungier grittier people mm-hmm. kicking butt but this is all very idealistic and I like that that's a different aspect that we don't often get because it's not necessarily a revenge drama or it's just a we need to do what's right because that's what we should do kind of thing and so it's kind of a nice change because we're so used to all the really gritty stuff so I don't know it gave me positive happy vibes too even while I got to watch everyone <laughs> well, I mean the that's the like their their <laughs> bromance is like almost instant instantaneous but also founded in reasons where you're like yes of course they would like live or die for each other oh, yeah. it just makes I sense love, and they have a really yeah. great chemistry and I love how Dewan's characters just keep them like well we did this because it's the right thing to do and you guys should agree with me. <laughs> and they do. They and do, it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah. the feels. Okay. But anyway. Somebody okay, so- binged it last night. <laughs> I know. It just made me smile. The the post post binge glow. Mm-hmm. Well, but, okay, so Drama Geek. Yet, I, yet, but in process. I, well, close enough. <laughs> so Drama Geek, we were talking about this and you said it's probably not one that I would be comfortable watching, but that I should watch the first episode, right? I think you might um, be. Out of all the ones, I would say this is the least one I that I would say I was not mentioned sure. made you go, oh, I don't know if I'll like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you don't want to watch the rest of it, at least watch the beginning boxing scene because that's it's it's a boxing match. So it's not the brutal on the street hitting people with pipes and sticks and then fighting and, you know, knives. Yeah being put in the wrists and you know there is there is some of that stuff a little bit later on but like but it if you're on the fence of like should I watch it or not I think you should at least watch the boxing match and see how amazing these two are um and how much they trained for this this role because it and also the subway scene because it was cool (laughs) (laughs) all righty all righty I, I will. I'll. This is me committing. I will watch the first episode. Okay. All right. Yay. I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine, and I think I'm the only one that has watched this, and I've actually finished it, but nobody else has watched it, so it's going in my this category. But so it's Love Tractor. It's on ITE, and it is eight episodes, so it's short. But this musician guy <clears throat> is having a hard time, or he's he was a musician. Now he's 
in law school and he's having a hard time. So he goes and stays at his grandfather's house in a um, rural Korean area or whatever. And he meets up with this sweethearted, kind of like we were talking about Wudo Wan's character, just he, I wouldn't say not the smartest, but he just has that like very innocent, very like sweet track. He, he drives a tractor. He's a farmer and he's just one of the sweetest, cutest, like teddy bear characters. And he's like that happy bunny that comes and just drives him crazy and he will not leave him alone. (laughs) They're very cute. Um, again, it's eight episodes and it's, it was, it's probably one of my favorite, uh, LGBTQ uh, shows that I've watched this year from Korea. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think that anybody who enjoys those uh, type of dramas should check it out. Okay. It is on my watch list. I, I have found that I really need, when I watch those, I need at least to be half, if not all done, because yeah. then I forget about them if I start and I enjoy two episodes then, and then I forget about them. Yeah. Well, and the so. eighth episode just finished on Wednesday. So it like literally just finished and you can, and they were putting out two episodes a week, so it didn't last too mm. long, but again, it was, well, um, most of the Thai finished. stuff, it's like one a week and just takes right. forever. Ever. So, <laughs> yep. yeah. Yep. So I watched, um, F4 Thailand, the boys over flowers version from Thailand. And it was interesting. So it's been like forever since I saw Boys Over Flowers, um, which came out in like 2009, um, the Korean drama. And then of course, there've been a lot of dramas that are based like similar works. So like the original was Meteor Garden from Taiwan. Then there was uh, Hana Yori Dango from Japan, then Boys Over Flowers from Korea, then Meteor Garden from China. And now we have the Thai version. Um, And so the synopsis is very familiar, right? There's a typical high school girl who works part-time. In this case, she works at a flower shop, though, um, with her best friend. Um, And they are trying to, like, help their family out because they're kind of, like, right at the poverty line. And she then passes the entrance exam of a really prestigious, like, really expensive high school. And so she kind of becomes her family's only hope to, like, get out of this situation, but, of course, the school is famous for the seniors, the F4, Time, who is like Eamon Ho's equivalent uh, character, played by Bright. Because remember, a lot of Thai actors use like really simple names instead of the really long ones. Um, and then there's Ren, who's played by Du, <laughs> and Kevin, who's played by Win, and MJ, who's played by Nani. And so these four boys are like the heirs, the Chabal equivalent to the country's like richest billionaires. Um, and so they play this horrible game, very similar to Boys Over Flowers, where they give a red card to anybody that they don't like. And so um, the girl, Korya is her name. She ends up standing up to Time, the main bu- bully, and then she gets a red card. And so they but she still stands up to him over and over and over. And she's at first kind of falls for Ren, who is the sweetest, kindest, most caring young man. She totally should have gone for him. I don't understand it. I had second lead syndrome so bad this whole time. (laughs) But I did in the original Voice of Our Flowers too. But like this one, oh my goodness. 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she ends up, of course, uh, over time, she gets, I think, bullied into falling for time. And so there's all kinds of like, you know, same kind of issues that I had with the original Boys Over Flowers. Like there's like some, the mother is horrible. The, there's lots of power dynamics and things like that. But I actually think it's better than Boys Over Flowers. Um, And I would watch it just for the second lead because Ren was amazing. Do, I'm sorry, he's played by Do, but his character was named Ren. I still think he's so sweet and lovely and she totally should have gone for him. But anyway, that is F4, the Thai version. And it was um, only 16 episodes. I say only, but 16 episodes. Um, And so if you (laughs) enjoyed Boys Over Flowers and you want to kind of see a different version, um, this is one to, to look at. I will give a warning that the bullying is really, really intense in this one. Um, it was in the first one too, but like, it was, it's pretty awful. Like, it's hard to believe that they could allow something like this to, to go on. So boys over flowers, F4, Thai version. I actually do want to watch that. I, I feel like both you and I have enjoyed a lot of the very classic K-dramas that have been remade in Thailand. Yeah. It feels a little bit. They have a good flow. Yeah. they do the flow different and it just feels a lot more natural. I, we watched, oh, what was it? The one where she was. Mischievous uh, Kiss. Yeah. We watched Mischievous yeah. Kiss and also the one where they share the house where um, full her house. house is sold. Full, full house. house. Yeah. And so they've done some really good ones uh, that we have enjoyed that they just hit different. And so. And especially now that it's available on Vicky, I it's really easily accessible. Exactly. Oh, and also they just started, I want to say it started this week, uh, Snell's, or When a Snell Falls in Love. They have oh. a Thai version that's just started, and I really want to check that out because I love the book. I love the Chinese version. And I would love to see what they do with it. Well, so. now I'm going to have to watch that one. Yeah. I want to say it's on WeTV or Ichi. It's on one of those. They should have it. All right. So I just finished Missing the Other Side season two, which I know Drama Geek also watched. And it required a little wrestling with VPNs and Netflix. And anyway, it was really, really good. And we loved the first one because um, KMU's made us watch it the first season when we fell in love. <laughs> and so... To get to have a second round with these characters, because Gosu is back as Kim Wook, and um, Ho Jun Ho is back as uh, Mr. Jong or Jong Pon Sok, and so they were the ones that could see the original village of the missing, and all of a sudden now they can see another village, and they're very confused. Except it, Mr. Jong realizes that that's where his daughter was when she was missing. That's the village she resided in, and there were a lot of emotions tied to that, and they just did such a good job of bringing all the feels back. The village leader was played by Lee Jung Eun, mm. and um, she was just she was fabulous. She was absolutely the heart of that complex, and really brought people together. And the different issues that they had to deal with this time, because like this time they had a different ghost that could go back between the world of the living and the world of the dead, but he was dead. You know, he he lived in the village. And to see the progression of his relationship with Kim Wook, because Kim Wook didn't trust him at first. He's like, you're showing up at all these crime scenes. Why? Is this your fault? 
And then for them to ultimately have a great bromance and just so many good things happened. And it was one of those things where they built on their characters. So it wasn't a retread. And so I got to know them more and just enjoy them more. And I would totally watch a third season now. They they did that. You know, normally, you know, a second season is not as great as the first season. But this one, I would say maybe was even better. Right. I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And so I'm I'm totally on board for season three. They can see ghosts for the rest of my life. I don't care. I will watch. Yeah, I feel like they kept the um, the original team uh, as the ground, like grounding it. And then mm-hmm. they just built from that and um, added all of these new great characters. One of my favorite, a um, little bit of a spoiler, but one of my favorite is that there's a, a teenager that shows up in uh, Wook's life. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and then from there, it's, it's fun times of who she is to him and all of that. And they integrate her into the story and it's done so well. And they, again, the, the, the ghost who can go between, he's not able, nobody can see him other than the two main guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he is a ghost in the, the human realm. And then in, when they go back to the village, he's, um, just like everybody else that's in the village, um, except for he can leave and cause the rest of them can't leave. So he, the addition of his character, I just loved him so much. Um, mm-hmm. so I think the building on the little core found family thing, and then adding so the actress is the one that was from our blues that we were just like, Oh yeah. Loving her so much in that. And she is such a great actress. And I, like, I feel like she, uh, deserves an award for this one. Like she just was so good. Like she was so good. And it's funny watching this one. Cause the, I was, I'm watching bloodhound and this one at the same time I finished missing, but still watching bloodhounds in the, the, the actor that's in the, the come and hug me serial killer dad <laughs> is in it. Both of them. And in missing, he's just that sad, goofy, adorable dad who lost his daughter. And he has so many emotional scenes in it. And then in Bloodhounds, he's um he kind of goes like they show a past scene and like he kicks butt in that they scene. They CGI'd so, so well in that. Like the that was very yeah. cool. Sorry. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> it was. He had to fight against this ginormous guy in that scene. And of course he he loses, but he got just thrown even... from a window. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> he gets thrown out the window. Are you still um, talking about missing or no? It's the same so, actor. Right. So, but the duality of him again, like we were talking about who don't want, he's in two of the dramas that I was watching at the same time. That's what these Netflix specials, they get filmed and then put out half the time you end up watching two people in the same, you know, in different dramas or whatever, but his, the duality of him, his, his acting, he's just such a great actor. So his character in missing too, it's him and his relationship with the other people and that core family, the fact that they built on that, um, and made the rest of the other people part of the core family. It's just, I, and then they've, they, cause they hinted at the end of first season about the daughter's village. So you could kind of knew that, okay, that's possibly where they're going to go with season two. And they hint at the end of this one as well, bringing in a new character and it's all exciting. So I really do hope they haven't been renewed. They haven't, they haven't given the green light on a third season. I hope they do. Um, and their numbers for it were, were, just as good, I think, for season two as they were for season one. So I'm hoping they get a new one. But yes, it was it's top 
probably my perfect stranger and missing two so far without finishing some of these other dramas we're going to talk about that just started. Those are two of my favorite dramas this year. So I'm really excited with what they are doing with multi seasons lately, mm. especially on some of these dramas where the writing is just so on point. And it makes me kind of happy that we are getting, I know it's a very divisive conversation in the K-drama world or the watcher world about whether second seasons are worth it or, you know, but we've gotten some really great second seasons this year and so, or in the last two years. And so I'm kind of excited that this is kind of happening. I think the difference for me with Korean seasonal dramas is that the way that they're produced not all of them i won't say all of them but a lot of them like missing two um they're contained to where if they if you only watch one season you're fine you're good and you don't feel like you were left on a cliffhanger and that you're not going to get to finish the story and that's the same way with missing two Mm -hmm. the second season you can watch the second season and be done and if there's no season two you're fine they finish that storyline you're good to go and then but you'll get be excited if there's a season three so that's Mm -hmm. my take on like that a lot of them that they are doing multiple seasons that so if that's a thing that's an issue for you give it a try because you might find yourself surprised all right so the next one that i'm watching it's i'm really enjoying this but i can understand why others would not enjoy it as well and it's numbers uh we are on I think episode four episode aired today. You can found it on Cocoa and Vicky. Uh, I think it's similar to My Perfect Stranger where it's later at night on Vicky. So if you really want immediate gratification, Cocoa is the way to go. And what it is, is it has, um, oh goodness, I can't remember his real name, but L. It's L. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to put it up so I can find uh, all of the, my drama list. I need all of the names on it because it has a really great cast. So Mm -hmm. it has L Kim Myung-soo and he is the main guy who has this traumatic experience where the company where his kind of adopted family is involved in, it gets taken under and goes bankrupt and dissolved and there's there's issues on the results from that and he finds out that it's because this accountant company had mixed the numbers and made it say something and so he wanted to understand why they were powerful enough that they could destroy a company and so he goes and studies and studies and studies and becomes an accountant trainee in this company And he's determined to kind of take it down from the inside kind of thing or be in charge. He wants to take it over. And so he has lofty goals for a kid that never went to college, (laughs) but he's in here and he's finagling people and totally playing mind games and having all of these different factions face off against each other. And they're not even realizing they're being played. And it's very cool. And there's a lot of like accounting chat. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if not your brain cool. goes numb because <laughs> I have to admit, it's kind of like blah 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 acquisitions, blah blah blah. I'm not watching it for that. Let's right. just say that is not why you watch this show. You watch it for L and Choi Jin Hyuk 
and they're sometimes they're on the same team sometimes l's playing him against other people but there's all kinds of like head smacking conflict and finagling going on and it's very good <laughs> But it's very well directed and very well written so far, even if it is about accounting, which is so dirt <laughs> boring <laughs> that it all I hear is like blah, 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 money. I'm so excited. Elle is back. So, so. I, I don't I don't I'm not an accountant. I do work in accounting and I feel like the writer is not an accountant either. Obviously, they're a writer, but have never taken it. So to me, when I'm watching it, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about, except for what you've researched. And so you're putting all of this big, I mean, they they cover the screen. They info dump. They oh, yeah. Info dump. <laughs> yeah. Of like how you have, because you get, you know, you get audited every year and you have to, a big corporations like this. And then you have to have this, this like, letter of like, you're good. Your accounts are all good. You're, you're a company that's making money and people should still invest in you. But the explanation of all of that and all of the very specific terms and everything, I feel like there's a way to do it without making it like, oh my gosh, I might glitch because I can't. (laughs) But I feel like they did it a lot in episode one. I haven't watched past episode two because I, it came out yesterday and and if it was one that doesn't upload onto Vicky until late at night, I wasn't home last yeah. night, so I didn't watch it. But um, they did it a lot in episode one because you're having a lot of this stuff take place. And then in episode two, maybe at the beginning they did it, but I feel like they backed off of a little bit um, in later on in the two. episode. And yeah, then in episode, episode two, three, and then it there's was a little bit more. And then yeah. again, they back off because right. then they're plotting on what all happened with people screwing each other over and gotcha. all that yeah. in episode four. So it's kind of like you get an info dump to set up right. something and then you get the really cool results. And as long as we get the cool results, I'm okay with it. Right. So and I'm I actually will say, stalking it. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> definitely not doing that, but I will say, so the owner of the, 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 um, accounting firm, he's like a mob boss, like his look, they totally the, mob they boss oh, yeah. they, the way they have him like, cause it, cause so L is the adoptive son of the, um, construction company owner. And so he's, he's working on this high rise building. He's the, the person facilitate. I also work for a construction company. Anyway, he's facilitating all of this and they come in cause they're declaring them bankrupt. They've like fixed their numbers of their company to make them look like they're not, um, successful or, or making any money. And then they bring in all of the guys in the black hats and the black outfits with the masks on with the mm-hmm. two by fours, <laughs> beating all the people that were working on the site. So again, it goes from like, oh, this is a, an accounting firm coming in to like, okay, does an accounting firm really do that? <laughs> with like having <laughs> Oh, and they bring in like the cranes to destroy the stuff destroy. right oh, yeah. there. Destroy yep. the, there's a, a, um, a, a job shack slash restaurant that's like yeah, yeah cafe that, that like his adoptive mom she's not really his adoptive, but like probably the only mom because he he 
shows up and he doesn't remember his past. So it's definitely one where he's going to have a secret link past to somebody in the world that he is currently in. Hands down, there's no way you're getting around that because he doesn't remember who he is. Um, but so he has this woman that is running the, the restaurant and she, uh, they destroy it right there. They just like take it all down. And yeah, it was just a temporary facility, but like the whole scene and the whole everything, you're just like, okay, so that's an accounting for, but even like the way his glasses and the actor that they picked and everything, he is very much like has that mob boss feel <laughs> to it. So, but, and then the main guy, um, what is his name? Pop, uh, Papa Camijo, which is back from Goo Family Book, which we were talking about earlier. <laughs> but, <Changing hook. laughs> yeah. Yes. He's the son of the owner, but he does not like his dad, doesn't hardly want mm-hmm. anything to do with him. And he's working. And so him and Elle are kind of back and forth. So my guess is he's the secret child or something. <laughs> boss, and that's his brother. But, but there's knows? pretty <laughs> good frenemy dash bromance vibes yeah. there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't liked Choi Jin Hook in something in quite a while, and I'm really liking him in this. In like, they movie. pull him back. He has, like, he kind of has that I'm in charge charisma again, and I feel like that's his strong suit. And so it's really playing to everyone's strengths, and mm-hmm. I'm liking it. Oh, same. Choi Jin Hook, I just, I've wanted to like him in a drama since Tunnel which he was fantastic in and yes you know i kind of loved him in his next roles and then it kind of just petered out and to see him step fully into this role and with his dramatic overcoat and everything i'm just like yeah okay he's back and the way he treats l as he's almost like a reluctant mentor like i'm telling you this because you should know this but i don't want to be telling you this i just i love that vibe i've only seen episode one so we'll see about all the sketchiness that happens later but yes Picking Che Min Su, who was the gangster and lawless lawyer, he was fabulous and lawless lawyer. <laughs> I I hated uh-huh. him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was just a gangster through and through, and he cannot shed that. Like no. he just looks like a gangster. Like I bet if they tried to dress him in a regular suit and not what they're dressing him in, he would still look like a gangster. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, <laughs> he he just has shady vibes. That's yeah. that's his 100%. strong suit. Yeah, I think so... the only thing he's looked relatively tame in was um the liar and his lover. Yeah, and even I then, remember he was like... way back when he was on a couple episodes. He was like a recurring guest star on what is it? The game show with Running Man. Running Man. Oh, okay. So if you oh, ever okay. want some great episodes, go watch him in. It was maybe like eight, nine years ago. Those episodes in Running Man where he's the guest star because he was in three or four. And he was hilarious. And he still was the bad guy. <laughs> but it was so much fun to watch him because he's just like a way over the top like character. And some those. Oh, again, go watch them. Now I want to watch them. But <laughs> if you've never watched another Running Man episode, go find the ones where he's hunting them down in a amusement park. One of the best hours of TV ever is watching him like traumatize all these other. Oh, I remember <laughs> that one. Do you remember? And he's oh, like, yes. it's a game. It's like the tag game or whatever they do. The name he's tag hunting game. Yeah. Them, he's hunting them all down in this amusement park. Oh, that's my. all like 
you know, quiet and silent and he's terrifying. (laughs) So much fun. Um, But yeah, so go watch that if you want some good TV content (laughs) and then come back and tell me how much you loved it because that's the kind of feedback I want. (laughs) But yeah, numbers, go watch numbers. It's fun. Well, it's entertaining despite the really stupidity of having to watch accounting. (laughs) So yeah. All right. I'm skipping to my last one that I've got listed just because I want to, I, there's a lot of other ones everybody else is watching in this one. Um, I know uh, K-Muse might have started and she just said no. And I've only watched two episodes. It might be one that I that I don't continue and I don't keep watching. But so Durian's Affair, it is Mok Chang on like Red Bull or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, and when I looked it up, the writer is the one that did Aurora's something or other back in like 2012, 2013, something like that. And her, she, like, there was so much controversy around it. It was one of, is a daily drama and which I knew I like, I've been watching it. I'm like, this has the feel almost of like a weekend, but maybe even a daily drama type thing, but it's only 16 episodes. Um, and it's on like TV chosen. Yeah. But um, she did like a ton of the really, really big Mahjong weekend yeah. daily dramas. Yeah. Like Assorted Gems, New Tales of VG Sang. Yeah. Uh, you, so, like, so older people might know her from those. Right. Like, that's where I knew her was from Assorted Gems because that was. Did you just huge. say older people? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Older drama watchers who are watching back in more 2009. Seasoned. Yeah. Drama said more, drama more experienced. Seasoned. Right. But you know so, what I'm talking about. But right. those were huge, like the big rating shows way back when. The OG drama the watchers. OG <laughs> so Aurora's whatever it was. I can't remember the other part of it because I didn't watch it. But I do remember uh, one of the blogs that I followed at the time talking about the drama around it because it was drama outside, like in, in real life. It was like and it was Princess just- Aurora. Like there you go. Killed off one of the they main killed guys. off everybody. No, they killed off everybody. <laughs> like there were like people dying left and right. And she there was originally 120 episodes and they made it to 150. And I guess the hero who's in like all the posters and everything, she kills off toward the end of the, the show. Right. If it I was, recall, it was because there was outside drama where he was in a huge scandal. And so they had to kill him off the show because of the article a scandal. that I read did not say I could have anything sworn about that. it was something like that because I vaguely remember that yeah. and all of the uproar that there was something offset that yeah. happened and that's why they the main lead guy was no Before longer he was killed there were probably 15 other main characters that were killed yeah, or something that like could have happened was, also like, but I remember that and they didn't was even a get big, warning they just show up in their thing. script yeah, because I remember that because it was like a big thing that they're like, well, we're not even going to recast the character. We're just <laughs> he's oh, <no>. gone. <laughs> so that was one of them. I'm not sure about the other ones, but I remember right. that. So. so that being said, she, her last drama was there was a Netflix uh, special. It was split up into three seasons, but I feel like it was one of those that was split into three. That was only a couple episodes, but it was like marriage featuring divorce or something like that, which is fairly popular people really liked it but it is the the what's it's so crazy so and it's not anything that i would normally like because it's the main lady is like she's the matron of the family and she's very rich they're all very very rich and um her kids she's got 
is it four sons or three sons or whatever? They're all married and like they're doing the big parties and it's all ritzy and there are lots of, and she's just had plastic surgery. So she's 70, she's turning 70 for her birthday party and she looks much, much younger. I don't even know how old the, the lady is that's actually playing the character, but um, the, two of the twists that happened in the first t- uh, two episodes. So it's really early on and might even be in the description of the drama, but you get the future scenes and then the past scenes. So in the past, they're the the main uh, mother. She's the mother-in-law in the past. And then there's the people, the two women who end up being transported to the future. And so you've got, and I thought they were going to be like plopped into people's bodies and you'd never know that they were from the past, but no, 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 no. They just show up on the property in the pond and walk out of the pond and they've got long hair and they're in white and everybody thinks they're ghosts. And the, the way they do the comedy, it's hard to explain, but it's just very like, okay, so you're just going to put them in your car and take them home with you. And you don't know whether they, who they are, or what's going on, but just because they passed out and like, they, then they stay at their house hooked up to IVs for several days. And you're just like, <laughs> what is going on? But the two women who come from the past, the one of the sons was her lover slash the father of her child. She was married to somebody else, but apparently he couldn't have kids. So they had her have a child with the person that she would like really liked. So he's in the future. She passes out again when she sees him, but he was dead in the past. And then her son died, but one of the uh, son's children is in the future and he's there. And his wife was also the one that was transported to the future. So those two women, the two men that they loved in their lives that died are now in the future reincarnations or whatever. And then it goes from there. So it's kind of crazy. Complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then I didn't even mention the fact that one of the daughter-in-laws confesses to the mother the reason that she's been treating her badly is because she's actually in love with her. (laughs) So she she she's like, I'm sorry I've been mean at your 70th birthday party, but um I actually love you. And everybody, but the funniest thing was everybody in the in the party, the brothers that were like trying to help her out and were being nice to her and really trying to help her work through this, this problem. So again, it's hard to explain why <laughs> on earth I even liked the first two episodes, but I, I just, uh, I just found them very funny. And it sounds and- like something I would watch <laughs> if I had more time. It's, it's one of those, like, maybe I miss days of our lives or something. I don't know, but like, <laughs> It's definitely, but it's, it's only 16 episodes, so it's not going to be long and drawn out and all that kind of stuff. So all the, all the mock time will have to happen quickly, but we'll see. I might not even continue, but I was, the thing with all the dramas right now is like, they're all on the weekends. And so there's this space in between in the middle of the week that I tend to be like, what am I supposed to be watching? And so then I happen upon, you know, stuff like this and (laughs) I thought I was going to be able to binge a bunch of episodes, but only two episodes had aired. So, and, but I had seen a lot of people online talking about it because it definitely is a bit shocking. Yeah. It started <laughs> last week, the same time numbers did. It, yeah. They yeah. came out at the same time. Yeah. So. so I don't know if you're in the mood for some mock jang that who knows where it's going to go and maybe everybody's going to die by the end. Tre- check out Durian's Affair. It's on Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> You've almost convinced me. So close. <laughs> I thought you had said you had watched the first episode and we're like, nah, I didn't like it. Maybe you were talking about something else. I don't know. I was talking about the other drama, the oh, okay. love and divorce 
oh, love okay. marriage gotcha, and divorce. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. See, I couldn't yeah. watch that one because of the affair stuff. That was, yeah. I think she likes doing affairs, obviously. But this one, Durian's affair is that she was forced to marry some guy just because of that's what happened back in Josen, you know, and everything. And, but she really loves the, the, the house boy from her family's house. And then she ends up having to have a baby with them. So again, that's not <laughs> the same kind of affair that you would, yeah. but no, he is so that's where the, the conversation came is <laughs> gotcha. I was watching that. I see. And honestly, with all you've described and it's only two episodes, I'm exhausted. I thought that was way more. <laughs> No, it's just two episodes. (laughs) All right. So my next one is a Chinese drama that's much more straightforward. Mm. It's called Here We Meet Again. And it's got two of my favorite actors. We've got Janice Wu playing, um, oh, I'm going to slaughter it, but I'll try. Jiang Yuan. And then we've got um, Zhang Binbin playing Zhu Yanxi. And Janice Wu's character, she is the granddaughter of a company owner and he she doesn't want to get married she's very adamant she does not want to get married and her grandpa's like you will get married and so their compromise is is she has to go to the company and save a certain branch or she'll have to marry someone or it's like she has to have a certain percentage of increase or it was something like that yeah like it was a financial increase in the company yeah she had to well they're on the chopping block i'm yes parts of it are yeah, yeah, the technology group is. Anyway, and so she has to take it over and make it more profitable. And the leader of that department is Zhang um, Bin Bin. And he, they knew each other in school. She had a crush on him and she did not hide it at all. In fact, she pursued him. And he was, he's very introverted and reserved. And then we kind of see later why he, he doesn't always respond to her because he's kind of busy supporting himself, that kind of thing. And so I was in it just because I love these actors and their chemistry is just fantastic, even though they're not even together yet. Or, well, they are. Yeah. Anyway, they've had some incidences, but even before that, just the way that they played off of each other and the intensity that they have towards each other is just like, oh, this this is good. I like their chemistry and I see it improving from here. And then it's your general secondary cast. Like there's just some goofballs in the department that she takes over that they're just utter clowns. And one of them is wise sometimes. And then um, he's got to deal with like, well, they both have to deal with some of the sea level nonsense. Cause there's one lady that is just out to destroy their department. And she's, she wants to block them as much as possible. And she's super annoying anyway, but it's just, it's fun. It's fluffy. It's chemistry OTP. I mean, if you want something that's straightforward and not mock drawing, this would be it because it's just, it, it's definitely hitting all the formulaic notes, but it's doing it well. And so I'm really just enjoying my time with them. So I never knew that I would watch TikTok for anything other than book recommendations, but mm-hmm. dramas recommendations are just as bad as book recommendations because I see something on TikTok and I can't help but start watching and I this is an example of that because I was not planning on watching it because usually the fantasy dramas are more my jam and a lot of the modern dramas either they're very formulaic or they have a lot of propaganda in them and it's just not my thing and this one kind of does too but (laughs) the leads are super cute together and so I saw one of their where they meet again after 
the high school. Like, so they haven't seen each other in what, 10 years. They, mm-hmm. they even got different actors. So, you know, it's been a while. And then she's, she's just so embarrassed that there <laughs> he is sharing a cab with her that she's like cocooned in her hoodie (laughs) and it's just absolute chaos, but so cute. And it got me to click play. I'm only two episodes in, so I'm not as far as you. I just have a lot on my plate, drama wise, work wise, reading wise, life wise. So I'm not able to binge the 16 episodes that I would like to, uh, but what I've watched so far, it's very cute. The, the actors, lots of chemistry, I like that she's competent, even mm-hmm. though this isn't, she is an heiress, but she's a very competent person. And I love that they made her like a gamer girl who likes to stream her games. Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone knows her for is her <laughs> online gaming. And so people will be talking about her hidden persona and she's there just soaking up the accolades and it's really cute. <laughs> so I it like is. that. She's I can't a great can you repeat character. the name of this drama one more time? Here we meet again. It's Mm -hmm. on Vicky. Is it also on UQ? Maybe it might. It's on one of the Chinese streaming sites. Oh, WeTV. WeTV. Okay, WeTV. There's like three of them now. I subscribe to, so I get confused over where everything's playing. Uh, But WeTV. Yeah, but it's just it's easy. I'm going to skip ahead and I'm going to talk about See You in My Nineteenth Life, um, which just recently started. And it's based on a webtoon. I have not watched the webtoon, but I actually really like this drama. Um, just briefly, what it's about is um, in in this story, there is a girl who, um, her name's Ban Jiun, and she has the ability to remember like past lives. And so she, um, we kind of start out and we get to see her as a young girl um, and she is connecting with this young boy. Um, they have an accident and she passes away. And so she then is reincarnated basically. Um, and when she's nine years old, she remembers her past lives. And so, um, she then kind of sets out to kind of like reconnect with people from her past and she met somebody from her 18th life and, um, this the young boy that she had met before and now she is trying to kind of like reconnect with him and so her younger sister from the previous life um is a landscape architect and she really went through a lot when her sister died um and so i really love her character i actually really love banjium's as well she is um she's just multi-talented and it's because she's gained all of these talents in her previous lives so she speaks lots of languages um she was like they they just show her as extremely competent and i really love that about a character especially a female character um and so she kind of reconnects though with this boy from this previous life. So his name is um, Soha. It's actually, he's still living the current life, his current life. And then she rediscovers him when she's, um, well, she discovers him when she's, uh, when she gets her memories back, but then she also now reconnects with him as, as an adult. 
And so that's where we are. There's a lot of different pieces to it, but I really like it. I know people who have seen the webtoon um, have some, you know, there's some differences and things like that. But I will say, since I haven't seen the webtoon, I really, really like it. I really like her character. Um, she's a ton of fun. And she, like you said, she's very, um, she, that, that actress has a really good way of being a character who's just not like your every average female lead. Like she's just kind of quirky and, and says some of the strangest things to people because she's had so many lives and everything. So I really enjoy her character and, um, enjoy the setup. The younger actress actually was like amazing though not the not the one of the girl that played that one that she died but like her younger self when she gets re like reincarnated and then she remembers her life she was a hoot she was really funny so she she finds her niece from a different life and so their relationship her calling her uncle it's like okay uncle and so it's this older lady calling her uncle and it's just a very sweet cute dynamic so i i have also not watched uh, or read the, the webtoon or whatever. So I know some people who have, and they really liked it. Some people, they don't, they don't like the, the comparison or whatever, but I, I'm just enjoying, um, the dynamic. It It is a bit confusing because of, uh, the other there it take place in a hotel and there's another drama we're watching where there's a hotel. Um, there's an evil woman who's trying to stop them from running the hotel. And sometimes they forget who's, is that his sister or his, uh, mother, person figure and it's, it does get confusing but I am enjoying uh her her dynamic and where the four because there's the sister and then there's a guy who is like his best friend and the, the four of them all kind of have uh there it's two couples that you're watching so it's fun yeah okay yay so I'm the only one watching two shows, so I'm going to combine them together, even though they're very different shows. I'm from different countries, but, <laughs> you know, streamlining. So the first is a Turkish drama that I'm watching <laughs> called Early Bird. And there's not a ton of plot, but oh my gosh, the, the leads have so much chemistry and TikTok made me do it. And <laughs> Okay, so, I watched part of it. I'm just saying. I'm 16 but... episodes in. And in in my defense, I do have it on the background when I'm also kind of like doing chores or reading or I'm playing a game on my laptop while I'm watching. So the plot is not enough to keep me like engrossed in. <laughs> However, the leads have a ton of chemistry and it's kind of stupid fun. And so I'm watching it and it might take me the rest of my life to get through 120 episodes, but here we are. <laughs> so that I had to give a plug to that because it's rare that I'm watching Turkish dramas. So if you want to watch something where the guy looks like a freaking mountain man and is gorgeous and I can't stop looking at him, even though he's an okay actor. Okay. But he knows he's gorgeous. Like he every knows. thing is like to show off his muscles and his, like... and I love that, you know, the director is all like be unique and you know, drinking from your glass. So he drinks from every glass differently. So like you focus on his hands, like, oh my gosh. Ugh. so yeah, that, that one is not for the plot <laughs> <It's> for the <laughs> visuals, but I'm really enjoying it. 
the next one is for the visuals and the plot and it's so good and i just started it today and um i also maybe had to vpn my way into living in a different country um but revenant holy heck disney plus so good so so good and it's like dark and kind of ah and i'm trying to it has kim tari and she's like the lead and she um what happens is she's possessed by a evil spirit and then there's a guy played by what's his name oh jung si who's he was in uh what is it it was it's okay to it's not okay be, to okay. be okay okay Mm-hmm. yes so and 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 a million other things i mean he's been in so much but he's someone who can see spirits and they team up and go solve crime so yeah awesome and it's so good and the first 10 minutes are action-packed and i could yeah anyway and it also has some guy who's from wheat carol class but i did not watch that so i don't know but I know a lot of you guys liked that show, Lee Song oh, yeah. or Hong Kyung. Hong oh. Kyung, yeah, he was amazing. And so he is also in this, but he has not shown up yet uh, that I have seen. So, yes, very excited. Awesome. Oh, also, it's very cool. It's the writer of. Uh, she did Signal, and. But she was like uh, Kingdom on Netflix. She wrote all that. She did Signal, Ghost, Sign, some of my favorite mystery classic shows. Anyway, she is going to compile the story and make it into a book, which she is going to sell and give all the proceeds to educating uh, children literacy in low-income areas oh i and love that so yeah so she is just announced that she is going to be donating all the money that comes from that process of uh i'm not sure if it's a web series or if it's an actual novel but she's going to be uh donating all 100 percent of the funds from that and i think that's cool and should Sign be supported up. yeah yeah so i i know i just texted you this morning i'm all like uh Go watch it, Jen. Yeah, I just got to figure out how to do that, and then I will. <laughs> yes, I, we'll get you there. We will get you there. Yeah, her name is Kim Eun-hee, so mad props. Yes, yes. And again, I've I've always, even if I don't necessarily like how the directors have always gone on the shows that she does, I like the stories. Because mm-hmm. she wrote the one about the hiking that I think I was the only one that watched that Jira song or... Just, yeah, I watched yeah, about Jira half song. of it and dropped it. Jira song, yeah. yeah, so I really enjoyed the writing, but the directing was kind of like took away from a lot of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, really cool. Very cool all around. Highly recommend. So one that just started um, that I watched and um, tried to make sure, every, like tried to get everybody to watch like right away was Heartbeat. And that is with Oktakyon from 2 p.m. And he is a vampire. And it is, um, 
it is, uh, he, you start him in the past. So I will say if you're first starting it and you're like, Ooh, the directing and the, um, the budget for this seems really low. I think it's just the past scenes. They just kind of did them fairly fast or something. And then just jumps to the 19 early 1930s, late 1920s, something like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the, the beginning sequences aren't the best, um, flying through they the make air and all up that. for it in his suit. That is where yeah. all the budget went. It's his right? suit. Yes. Yeah. Like all the budget, all the yeah. budget went to his outfits. <laughs> right. And are we so, complaining? Not at all. No, at no. All. It was very pretty. So he, of course, loses his the love of his life back in the past and then has to keep living as a vampire and so he wants to be human and he uh finds out that if he stays in this um cosmetic, magical made, coffin it's coffin. made of <laughs> hawthorn for, wood right yes. i was trying to yes. say the, the the vampire word coffin <laughs> if he stays in this coffin for a hundred years then he can be human So they put him in the coffin and they leave him. And unfortunately for him, um, uh, the girl, the descendant of the person that was supposed to watch this inherits this house and happens to be walking into it one day before the hundred years is up. And she opens the coffin and out pops a very handsome, very hungry, but supposed to be human. (laughs) Takyon. And, you know, she freaks out and there's so many like things where I thought they were going to be one way. And then they weren't like her biting him. (laughs) (laughs) That is the point. It officially hooked me because that was so unexpected. I'm like, that Mm -hmm. is hilarious. (laughs) And I like it when it leads towards the cheesy cheesiness a little bit stronger. Once it did that, I liked it a lot more. So, right. So if you, if you like kind of the more campy vampire or like Frankenstein or that kind of like feel where it is vampire, but they don't take themselves too seriously. Um, it's that it's perfect for that. Like it's very like him trying to show her that he's a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have his vampire vibes anymore. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That's it. He can't do this. The eyes and the teeth, the teeth, I think was one of the the funniest things. (laughs) 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 So again, if you like some of that old school, like Dracula, but like the silly Dracula kind of thing or whatever, but he does have like, Oh, I didn't finish Vincenzo, but I did see a lot of his scenes where he was showing like his more evil side. And he oh. from that at the end of episode one, where he's trying to and be, two. he's mm-hmm. very mad, like he's yeah. mad at her or whatever, yeah. he, you know, she's, she woke him up a day early, but so he pulls from that and he, he was chilling at the end, you know, where yeah. he pulls that and you're just like, okay. So I loved, like, I loved that there was sort of like this expectation of the fact that like his butler's descendants, like the children <laughs> of his children of his children, <laughs> like mm-hmm. almost like goblin. Right. And then right. like, cause mm-hmm. that was his expectation. And then for her to like, have no clue that she was supposed to be like a caretaker of this mansion and even know about him. Like, I mm-hmm. loved that twist. Well, in the house that they use, I can't, I keep trying to place it. Is it the one that they used in It's Okay to Not Be Okay? I think so. Outside. I think the inside. I think the the inside. Yes. I think that big, like, uh, dining room area. I really think that that's the same one. 
Yeah. So, yeah. but it's in the, in where before he gets in the coffin, it's all nice and that you know, time period and everything. And then of, of course, just like anything else, like a hundred years later that she, you know, it's been handed down kind of, but like the tradition and all of that stuff kind of went to the wayside and she, you know, is homeless or she loses her house and has to like, go find a place to live. And it just happens that she gets this place right when she needs it. And I was confused. Cause I didn't realize that I'm really bad at watching promos and, and teasers and stuff a lot lately, or even looking at synopsis. Cause a lot of times they're just so not exactly what comes out, but for some reason, I didn't realize the girl who was in the past wasn't the one that is going to end up being like his roomie in the house or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. The, who's this teacher? But then once they got together, I was like, oh, I really like, like their other one. It's, it's a sweet dynamic from the past. But when you see these two together, it's like, okay, I actually really like them together. They've got a lot of like spark spunk kind of like you know, I mean, he's just this guy that was in a coffin in her house that's trying to like tell her what to do. And of course he's speaking all because he's not just from the 1920s. He's from Joseph. So like he's got oh, yeah. a very he has, like the old man voice <laughs> down. <laughs> he does. He's like this just and she's just like, what? Who are you even? And I mean, he ends up following a cat around thinking that it's going <laughs> to lead him to his house. And she sees him like looking through the trash, but he's dressed to the nines the whole time. Like he's, <laughs> he's got that perfect tailored suit. So it's just the right amount of zany quirkiness for me. So I am very excited about this one. Same. I'm always a big fan of quirkier vampires because I don't like how they do more serious vampires because they always want them to be very like angsty and like I hate being a vampire mm -hmm. and so they never let them just like sink into the the gray ethics and so this is perfect because we don't have to deal with that whole aspect because again it's not that he hates being a vampire he just wants to be able to feel his heartbeat in love because he's very mm -hmm. literal so literal <laughs> I'm like dude you loved and, the girl <laughs> and and so um you know he's like well I I think I loved her but my heart wasn't beating so how would I know because she said you had to have your heart beating you know yeah. <laughs> so I love how literally is and I love that it's not this epically oh I hate myself so much for existing you know right and mm -hmm. so he just he just wants something different without really thinking it through sometimes so it's fun. It is. And I love that he's got a cat guardian or cat guide that tells him all the things he has to do. Kind of a drunken cat guide. <laughs> uh -huh. and, and he trusts this cat that can turn into a human. Like, why, why would you trust this cat that you just found on the street? Why, why, why? Because it's a thousand year old cat, of course. <laughs> so it says. I mean, if he would have been I in would... the coffin for another day, he could have been human. So the cat kind of knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't trust cats. So just right there, I'm just like, I, I would need some, to see some references. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So the last one I've got to talk about is American Born Chinese, which is on Disney Plus, And it is an American series or Canadian series. I'm not sure. Probably American. Anyway. But, and I've only seen the one episode and I keep meaning to get back to it. And these shiny K-dramas keep pop, popping up. But it's about a kid who is straddling life between being born in America but being raised by traditional Chinese parents and just the the way he 
he just feels awkward and out of place in both places. And then at the very end of episode one, Guan Yin shows up and tell me what happens after that, because I haven't gotten that far and I really want to, but I've been really intrigued with where it's going so far. I binge watched this. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Well, it's definitely has very steeped in the whole Monkey King and the Jade Emperor setup, which is one of my absolute favorite setups for fantasy shows because it always hits really well, even if it doesn't deliver perfectly, depending uh, on stuff. I'm thinking of you, Wangi, or Huari, or whatever it was. Oh, uh, Wayugi, the Korean Odyssey. Wayugi, mm-hmm. yes. Korean Odyssey yeah. didn't quite land it, but it's always a really great setup for a story. And so it takes that and kind of transfers it to modern days. And of course, the bull god is fighting the monkey king. And um, so the son of the monkey king goes and is searching for the fourth scroll. And he thinks that this American Chinese kid is going to lead him, is going to be his guide. And he's just a teenager trying to deal with teenager stuff. The other, the son of the monkey god transfers himself into like a teenage body. So, you know, chaos ensues and adventures and the traditional characters like the pig and everything come down to fight and and stuff is happening and it's fun. And there's like the drunken, um, the drunken warrior, all kinds of cool things. It's just a modern retelling. Okay. But very well done. And I'm very entertained. And I think a lot of people, if you have family members or people that are not into reading subtitles, this is a great one to watch with them because it's just an adventure, but it is seeped in what we know to be the classic Asian fantasy trope. So, yeah. so based on Journey to the West. Yes. Yes. Which is as big in Asia as the Roman and Greek gods are in our in western culture so yeah i forgot it i don't know how it's just it's been that long but yeah i forgot about the tie-in to journey to the west and that's the part i'm looking forward to the most and like that fight scene between the monkey king and his son at the beginning where they're just going everywhere and changing forms yeah Yeah, that was great it was great to set up my expectations and they totally get like the the american high school experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) they do it pretty well on that is it was fun okay and are you watching? You finished it, didn't you, Drama Geek? Oh, I only watched like episode one and two or something like that. Oh, so okay. Then I'm I ahead. To... I'm like on episode <laughs> yeah. six. I think I'm on episode six. Yeah. So Michelle Yeoh showed up. Yes, um, she is then, in that. And then I think I started watching the next episode, but didn't get as far. Like, I, And she's okay. kind of like his guardian on earth. Like yeah. he, she plays yeah. his aunt and she's <laughs> yeah. just kind of like super quirky, like am I going to keep this stuff? Cause I think she was watching the show where, where you minimalizing your stuff or something oh, like that. Yeah. So yeah, kind of Kondi. What to throw out? Yeah. <laughs> no, is this your stuff? No. Oh, well then we should keep it, <laughs> you know? So it was, it's just cute how the different characters weave in and out of uh, a modern life and how it all interacts as they're fighting this, godly war at the same time so mm-hmm. it's fun and that was american-born chinese 
Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can find that on Disney Channel here in the U.S. and probably anywhere else. I'm assuming it's everywhere else as well, but it is on available for anyone who has Disney Plus. Is he Disney or no nope. right. Disney? Yep, Disney okay. Plus. I am going to wrap us up. Um, first of all, I'm just going to mention three dramas that I'm watching, and then we're going to talk about one that we're all watching. So I just want to mention Back from the Brink, which is a Chinese drama. Um, about a dragon king. So you can read up on that separately if you want, but um, I'm watching that one. Um, Beauty of Resilience, which has a phoenix in it. Um, So that's also a Chinese drama. Read up on that one. And Oh No, Here Comes Trouble, which there's a full podcast about. I started watching it at the same time as uh, Carrie the Machine and Drama Geek, and they kept watching it and I got distracted with other things. So I'm going back to that. And I think K-Muse is going to watch it with me at the same time. Yes. So those are just mentions. The drama that I want to talk about is uh, King the Land, which is Jun Ho is back mm-hmm. in beautiful tailored suits that so mold hot. to his body. Um, I mean, he looks very nice. Um, like they must the... have like measured each butt cheek level yes. molding. <laughs> it it's there. The it really is. It is. He's <laughs> so beautifully dressed in this. Um, I and this is the one where we're watching it at the same time as remember um, me and my nineteenth life or my nineteenth mm-hmm. life and. There's kind of similar plots. So they're both taking over a hotel. Um, but in this one, he is like the Chebal son and his sister has kind of taken over the hotel. And, he, and it used to be that his mom ran this hotel. And so he wants to like get it back. Um, and so he's meets up with um, Yuna is playing the main character. She sort of is the concierge at the front desk and has worked really hard to get there. And she smiles all the time, but they kind of have this fake smile that everybody in the hotel uses. And he can't stand like that phony kind of um, experience because of some things in his childhood. And so, um, so he, they have some misunderstandings in the beginning and so on. It kind of feels like old-fashioned rom-com in some ways. Um, but, God, I mean, speaking of butt, um, <laughs> he looks amazing in his suits. So uh, <laughs> I'm a little distracted by Juno mm. in this show. <laughs> it, on a not so shallow level, but kind of shallow, like I have also been like, Juno is... If you've been listening to the podcast very long, ever since, um, and ugh, I don't remember the titles on all the like platforms now, they replaced the title. Yeah, they replaced it. Yeah. And then what, what was it was it? to begin, I can't even, now I can't remember. Good manager, original... Chief Kim? No, 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 no. No? no. Okay. It was the, the one where he was. The one was... with the, the crash. Of yeah. Oh, just were, between lovers? Stuck. There we go. Just between lovers was the original title, but it's something else on most platforms now. Uh, but like ever since that, there we go. And the, I'm like, what? I don't. Anyway, um, they were trapped in, in a real life. What is that a super not a super like a mall that collapsed right. in Korea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ever since then, K Drama Jen and I have been super. Uh, like fighting over most of the time, <laughs> Junho, and um, he is just—he, I love watching him. 
Is this his first thing since he's been back from the military? No, no he, he was, was in, he was oh, in the red, red sleeve. sleeve. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So red sleeve. Oh yeah. How could I forget Ugh. that? Yes. But he wanted something where he could be a little lighter and he didn't have to, um, it didn't have to be so playing. I think playing a real life historical character it was is was a little daunting and then he had to be very serious all the time and everything so it being able to just have a straight out rom-com he that's what he wanted but so i've been watching a lot of because he is part of the live alone cast um he he did it back before he went to the military and you got to meet his cats and all that kind of stuff and then now he's been back on it again he was actually filming while he was doing red sleep because he was practicing some of his lines in the car as he was going to see his nephew but so i <laughs> watching this drama i've kind of gone to the side and like watched a lot of back stuff so he has two new cats if anybody wants to know <laughs> one of them was had eyes bleeding out in front of his apartment and he rescued it back to health and took it to the vet and now it's one of his little cats but i just love his character in this gets to be a bit um childish and and like he gets to fall first and then have a crush. And it's that old school, like he had to take a quiz to find out if he had the crush or not. And <laughs> so I love seeing and him being able to just kind of relax into that straight up rom-com male lead role. So, yeah. And he Jim. has moments where he's like absolutely swoony. Like, yeah. um, I don't know if you probably haven't watched today's, but yeah. Mm -mm. um, there's a moment where he made my heart beat extra fast. Cause I was like, Oh, he just did that. So, <laughs> yeah. He's lovely. I, and I, I reminds me of, like I said, like old school rom-com. Um, and I did read an article where he purposely chose this because he didn't want it. Like he was really drained during the red mm -hmm. sleeve. And so he wanted something that was lighter. Mm -hmm. And what June Ho wants, he gets right. <laughs> 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 anyway i i appreciate how much how well he does the falling for a person and falling for a person but hasn't said anything realization scenes he does those really well he's a very good like micro expression actor so for sure mm -hmm. yeah and mm. And I can't say the same for Yuna, but I'm not hating her in this. So yay. No, I actually <laughs> like her in this. I actually yeah. do. I like good her chemistry in... and it's yeah. not bad. I liked her in Big Mouth. I didn't like the rest of the drama, which is crazy because it had Lee Jung Suk in it, but um, I actually liked her in it. And so I was like, okay, let's see what she can do. And actually I like her in this. So that's saying a lot yeah. because as I said before she ruined the k2 for me so especially once they're acting together, together off of yeah. each other yes because i had the first episode they're not together as much right no and but they like, have good, eh, this good is okay chemistry. but once but once they're from then on once they're together on screen it's really good yeah they have some swoony moments i'm yeah for sure it's a good one i was a bit bored with the first two episodes so if you watch the first two episodes and you're like okay why are you guys so excited about this it definitely it, picks it up three Three, yeah. And I would say like the one scene that really got me with her acting was the they're um having to stay the night and she they're both drunk, but not like I cause sometimes I hate those scenes, but they were just so just sweet and silly and I really liked them together and they were playing off each other really yeah. well as just slightly like a free and, like and open to talk to each other. Yeah. 
I liked how pretty the island scenes were. I'm like, I want to go there now yeah. and live in like a hut. Yeah. And travel around on a bike. Right. I want to do that. So. As long as Jun Ho is the one riding me around on <laughs> that bike, we can go anywhere he wants. <laughs> yep. So yeah. but good times. Good times. So many times, great dramas. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm just amazed at how many dramas we're all watching because uh, sometimes we don't watch as many dramas, but we had to do another what we're watching just even though we've done one like what a few weeks ago because we all started a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. so yay yeah. mm-hmm. yep. all right and on that note thanks for joining us we'd love to hear what your thoughts are about this episode and you can reach us on twitter facebook or on our patreon page and as always links are in our show notes we love blogging about asian dramas but behind the scenes we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you and talking is so much faster than typing 